Oh, man, it's uh, time to break some barriers and some boundaries and all the walls tonight because it's going to be a night where we discuss everything that happened in the episode nine epic finale of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. This is Earth 894, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, or just a Marvel podcast for depending on your purposes. We're going to be talking about this series that finally wrapped up, which felt like it was a long, long time, but so quick that it actually went by. Joining me on an epic adventure of tonight's endeavors, for just the two of us, it's my man, the greatest dad ever, secretly part of the Sinister Six, some might know. It is Louis Bonarini. I was just waiting for the music to fade. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to start singing. I hear them crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all when the light shining through or something like that. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Feel like I, I should have had the instrumental ready. No. <laughs> yeah, you didn't going, know. Man? We didn't know we were doing that. That It's all uh, improv. What's going on? Man, it is, uh, it's, it's going, you know, it's, uh, it's Saturday, the 15th of October, 2022, when we're recording this and, uh, we had a very fun, crazy, wild night, um, as podcasters, that is the night before where we did a, basically a four hour live stream on our Twitch. Um, we're trying something a little bit different and basically my butt is flatter than a wall right now from just sitting constantly and everything. But that's a little TMI. I apologize to everyone out there. My butt. <laughs> That's going good, man. <clears throat> you and I, like I said, are going to be talking She-Hulk tonight. Bye. I want to hear this part. MCU for you. So every episode that I've recorded so far, uh, with guests and everything when I do the MCU for you. And then I basically say like, ah, I miss you, Louie. Everyone has nine out of 10 times said, aw, <laughs> it's so, it's so sweet. It's so cute. Oh, I miss you. But too. Not tonight. Cause Louie, what has I'm been actually, MCU for you? Cause I'm actually here tonight. <laughs> um, I've bought so many Funko pops. You guys, I have a disease. Um, I was showing Devin before the episode started. I bought a Miss Marvel. I bought an OG US agent that like the first one that came out before mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier was even an idea. Today I bought an Amit. I also have an original Red Guardian before David Harbour was the Red Guardian. I have an old man Logan now, a Groot comic cover. So many, but one thing that I didn't show Devin, but I was going to tell him, I got my first Marvel collector core box from Amazon. Ooh. It's Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse because that movie should have dropped last weekend. It did not because of delays. Marvel's mm. new favorite thing to do, delay everything. But 
You ain't, you ain't lying. But you open it up. I got a t-shirt. Ooh. It's okay. got uh, Miles and Gwen on it. I got a little pin of uh, Spider-Man mm. 2099's face. Got a decal of a spider logo. And now is this going to be the last thing you present right here? What do you mean? Is this the last like big content of the the the, the collector box right now? Yeah, about why? to reveal or? I mean, I it? got it's two more things, but yeah, it's the same general thing. What's up? Okay, hit me with it. Ah, uh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> and uh, he's got and two exclusive Funko Pops. One of unmasked Spider Gwen and one of Miles with a uh, with an electric punch. And word on the street is it's glow in the dark, but it doesn't say that. But I watched a guy on TikTok do it. So Mm -hmm. these are cool for a movie that's not going to come out for another fucking 10 years. I got them. That's pretty cool, though, man. Congratulations. So you're pretty happy with the, uh, the, the collector's court? For my first box, I think it's pretty cool. It looks like the next one is the Wakanda Forever box mm, coming soon. That might be pretty cool. I yeah, have I'm- had, um, I've never had a Marvel one, but I've had a few. Uh, the Smuggler's Bounty, the base or whatever they call it, the the Star Wars ones. I had a few of those, and I've gotten some pretty cool stuff out of it. As far as the Wakanda Forever one, I'm just hoping for a cool Namor. Or as they call him on TikTok, Namor. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a cool Namor one. As far as that movie, I'm not too high on it, as everybody knows, but I'm excited for Namor. Namor. And if so you don't we'll like see. what you get in the box, you'll get it. Namor. Now you play the one that you played on accident. Here all night. Let's oh, go, other, other than that, other than just loot and stuff, I joined your long live stream yesterday and I talked with some old friends and some new friends and that was fun. And one of my favorite things was on Instagram, you posted something about Wong being a Kang variant. Oh, was she, it was conqueror. a she, it was, yeah, it was a She-Hulk thing. And my good buddy, Tom, all the way from Canada, said, time's going to tell on Wong is the Kang variant theory. And then he said, uh, where this is going. Or no, I told him, Tom, I'll show you my Wang the Conqueror. And he said, bah, ha, 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 dying. So we will get it more into that with Wong and stuff. But yeah, um. Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I didn't watch any movies or anything off the top of my head. How about you, Devin? What's been MCU for you? Hey, uh, aside from that four-hour stream, if you guys want to go check it out, any of it, really, you could honestly just literally skip to any point in it, be entertained for like a good hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. We got it all. Uh, that's going to be probably only on our YouTube channel just because it's a lot of craziness. 
Um, on the editing side, I do not want to deal with that right now. For the ones in the future that aren't four hours, maybe a little different. Um, yeah, go check it out. Well, the link to it. Them, if I was you, it, it's like it's more like the the technical editing, like making sure audio sounds pretty good here, and making sure I like you know the the compression, all the fun podcasting logistics that one really wants to care about. Um, yeah, it was a good time. But aside from that, um, I talked about it in the stream a little bit, but I've been wanting to talk about it here because you brought up Wong. Alyssa and I were watching, uh, catching up on the first season where we left off of what we do in the shadows, right? And so, at one episode, Wong shows up. Not as Wong, of course, but like he literally is practically the same character. He shows up as a vampire necromancer kind of dude, and they're trying to resuscitate uh, or actually bring back and revive one of their familiars that accidentally like got electrocuted in a little, a uh, little water thing and it all goes south but it's just funny because i'm like literally this dude is everywhere wong is in everything and he's still a sorcerer so he's breaking all the rules he's in different shows and guess who that show is produced by kevin feige taika waititi oh what is taika done for marvel he ruined thor (laughs) no he uh He's awesome. And fuck yeah. anybody who didn't think Thor Love and Thunder was good. MCU for you. Today I watched most of Thor Love and Thunder. I forgot. Is that your first time rewatching it? No. I love that movie. Mm. <laughs> I think I told you that like when I was rewatching it uh, like a month ago when I was baking uh, some stuff in the kitchen, I started tearing up at some points. It got me. It didn't get me in the theater, but it did get me when I was doing it the second time. Watching it, that is. Uh, but aside from that, dude, Kind of been it. I mean, doing a lot of work with just trying to get prepared with the end of She-Hulk, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. So I think let's spare no expense, and let's dive into She-Hulk, the epic episode nine finale. So, Louie, the episode is titled, Whose Show Is This? In something that I'm very, very surprised about initially, but now I'm not when I think about it. On IMDb, what would you what would you want to guess that this episode is rated out of ten? Eight point seven. You got an eight, but not the seven. Currently at a five point eight. Damn, I did not expect it to be that low. You you rated it very high. I had high expectations going in. <laughs> For the episode or for the series. For the episode, you told me That's the episode true. was amazing and yada, yada, yada. And it blew my mind, man. Jen gets just, naked. It, you told me all sorts of great stuff. I mean, it, I mean, this episode, I mean, clocking in at 32 minutes, it was jam-packed with things, but it was also just, I think, the execution I, just blows my mind. The whole fact that they did this crazy-ass, half the episode is just a fourth wall break where she literally climbs out of a Disney Plus and everything insane to me it was pretty well done it was pretty funny it was funny man because like all i could think of is like holy shit if they're doing this with she hulk imagine what they're going to do with deadpool 3 because i mean you're just you're just saying okay sky's the limit here literally breaking through our tv um when that disney plus screen showed up did you even think for a second to like 
Did it just kick out the episode? Yeah, not really. It was more of a like you kind of expected something like that to happen. Right. When it's you know, she's she kind of led up to it, like, oh, what the hell? This doesn't make any sense. Bloop. So I wasn't like, oh, did I sit on the remote? You know, and plus the show wasn't over or anything. So Right. It was uh I just didn't know where they were going with it. I just thought it was fun. like in my mind, she was gonna be like, hang on, come back here, and then like Mm. move the screen over and she'd be standing there again or whatever. But um, yeah, that part of the episode was pretty damn intriguing. I'll give you that. Fair enough, man. I, uh, I wasn't really taken aback yet. I think like, oh my God, just quit on me. What the hell happened? I need to know. Um, mainly because like you said, the whole setup there, she's like, hold on, wait a minute. One of my favorite parts in this whole episode though is with this, you know, the Kevin mastermind Android robot behind everything. The fact that they actually made it look like he's wearing a, like a ball cap. I couldn't stop looking at it, man. It was hilarious. I kind of knew it was coming because, and I'm sure you're the same way. I watch with subtitles on. Yeah. And so every time it said Kevin, it was in K period. E period V period I. So I was like, why the, why the fuck are they spelling it like that? Like with the, Mm -hmm. even with the periods in it or like, even if it's Kevin all capital, that would have been less suspicious, but it was like how they would spell Jarvis or something like that. So it seemed like it was going to be an AI or something. Uh, You and I have differing opinions on this. I thought it would have been fucking legendary if they brought Feige onto the screen for her to be like, Bro, you'd be like, well, what? This makes sense. This is this is our formula. It works. She's like, no, not anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I get I get them doing the the robot and everything, but I just think it would have been like next level to bring Kevin Feige onto the uh onto the show. It would have been, but I think it just there's a chance to like let's say no one liked this at all. It did not hit well, and he was in it like that and not the robot. I don't think that would have aged well or done any good for them. That True. would have been the, the risk. Um, Could that have also, taken them to a 6 instead of a 5.8? Maybe, right? <laughs> um, what I kind of wonder, though, too, has Kevin Feige actually ever had any cameos in the MCU that are like actually documented or seen on screen? I, I, don't, I can't I don't know if he's ever in anything. If he is, I feel like he's probably like a, a small background character and like one of the stuff from Phase 1. That'd be it. Or if he is, it's probably even like outside of the MCU, like the movies he was, you know, just helping produce and whatnot. Let's look into that more. With this episode two, there's one thing that like I want to draw a like a connection to from how this ended as well as how Moon Knight ended. Now, you and I are both in agreement that it really kind of stunk that when they decided to finally get rid of that really tough spot in Moon Knight. They just go straight into the uh, uh, blip and then everyone's dead, bleeding, pretty much beat the bad guy, beat uh, Arthur and everything. Like So it was kind of like, oh, you just got rid of the most epic part we all want to see, which they've been doing the whole season. But, you know, with this, they kind of did the same thing where she was like, mm, change this, change this, change this, done. You didn't see even like, all right, Bruce shouldn't be here. She's saying it doesn't make sense to have him there. Does it do this? 
why does Todd have the like the serum and he turns into a, a Hulk? It doesn't make sense. So she like reverts it and they say, okay, whatever, right? It doesn't actually play out. It just shows, okay, it's done. Daredevil literally drops down out of the sky like a like a brand new character being summoned in Smash Bros. To Todd's already like being arrested or whatever. It, like that's the other part I was kind of like Smash Bros. Uh, why can't you just like at least give us an extra like couple scenes right there? Actually show what that would have looked like. Do you feel the same way, or do you? Am I yeah. overreaching here? No, I absolutely do feel the same way. It was. I mean, we didn't even talk about the whole beginning of the episode either, though. Mm-hmm. with Pug going into the thing that Nikki found out, what the intelligentsia thing that Nikki found out. Right. She found out that uh, that fucking guy was the Todd. was the, the Hulk king, and I didn't really understand why he hates her so much because he was trying to, you know, what a specimen on the date. Now he's like, oh, women are worse than men. So that didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I was just, uh, there was a whole thing going on at the beginning of the episode. And I was, you know, here I am thinking like, oh, they're actually moving stuff along. And then I was, I agreed when, when they finally met up at, uh, Blonsky's thing. Yeah. And Hulk busts through and he goes, get off my cousin, you know. I saw the spoiler of like the Hulk punching abomination. That's what I saw too, yeah. Earlier in the week, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. And so maybe maybe they even put that out there because it didn't matter. Like that was just getting erased anyway. But I saw that, and uh, I was like, "Huh." I was taken aback at how much bigger abomination is than Hulk. He is pretty damn huge. I feel like in the 2008 movie, they're about the same size. And then yeah, when you you're right. when you watch now, like Abomination's got like three feet and like 600 pounds on him. It was insanity. Well, Smart Hulk is smaller too than normal Hulk. I didn't know that, to be honest with you. At least I'm pretty sure. And then uh, Titania busts through, and I'm like, what the fuck is even happening? And then she looked yeah. at the camera and said, what the fuck is even happening right now? So at least I oh, wasn't wrong. That was that was probably one of my favorite moments too. And you just hear uh Nikki say like super quiet under breath, like, Does this bitch know how to use a door? Or like, <laughs> how does this bitch keep showing up? Like her insult was so great towards Titania. <laughs> oh my god, it was good. Um I one thing that uh, I immediately did, I was like riding just the the hype train and excitement after watching the finale that morning that I was really just keep just keep going. I needed more of my fix, right? Um, so I finally got Alyssa to watch She-Hulk because she wanted to wait until all the episodes were out since she's more of like a binge watcher. And so we got all the way up to episode eight and that's where we left off on Thursday night. So at that point, I pretty much have seen straight through the season all over again. Um, and I must say the rewatch like that and being able to go episode to episode to episode has made the show much, much better in my opinion, because I know what's going to happen. I know how it's going and there's little things I can look out for more instead of having to like speculate as I'm watching, like, okay, how does like, what's going to happen? 
and I pick up on more things. So like, especially with Titania, that whole wedding, it is 100% fake. It is 100% staged. Because um, we see Todd even confirmed. He's like, oh yeah, I hired that loser, Josh, whatever, to sleep with you and steal your blood. Um, who also didn't show up, which is kind of shitty. Um, but Titania, she's also part of this whole intelligentsia nonsense. And it shows because when they're at that wedding and she's like taunting Jen when she's in her actual human form, like fighter and everything, she's saying shit to her that's almost like exactly what intelligentsia would say or the like the loser dudes as well as Todd would say in this matter of fact. So it was like very much like the gaslighting effect. Um, and it's so apparent and so clear when she's talking. And this is like episodes prior. So it, I was glad to see that because I'm like, okay, I'm seeing more of like why this character is here, right? And it just like, when you look at Titania, she is definitely jealous of everything. And she even says it too a little bit. Because um, even Jen is like, why are you so obsessed with me? And she's like, no, no, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, if you look at it, so is Todd. He's fucking obsessed. And, and that's something that's like a, a good narrative or a, like metaphor for basically like toxic masculinity a lot too. A lot of people can be very envious and insecure about their feeling about someone. And they turn into like that little boy in a playground who picks on the girl he has a crush on. That's literally what like Intelligentsia and Todd are doing. So it made more sense. Like, oh yeah, they really like her, but they don't like, don't want to like her. So blah, 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 blah. And that's what I'm picking up more on during this rewatch. And I highly recommend it. If you get anyone's on the fence about it, try and give it a, try and do it a binge. It's really quick, which is nice. Are you going to go back and rewatch the show at all? Probably not, to be honest with you. <laughs> if I'm going to go back Fair and enough. rewatch some shows, it's going to be like Hawkeye or Daredevil, mm. Loki. I already watched Loki twice, but even WandaVision because everyone keeps telling me that that's the best show and I'm just not seeing it. Um, I love WandaVision, man. I'll say it every time. I might rewatch. We'll, we'll get, I'm sure we'll dive more into it, but um, she says, while she's talking to Kevin, Kevin says something about the Hulk coming in. She goes, well, he, why would he just to show up? Well, he's about mm. to explain that. And she goes, save it for the movie. And I was like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And uh, that happens, right? And that's all that's said. And so if we are getting a, a World War Hulk movie or a Planet Hulk movie or a fucking any more Hulk movie, mm-hmm. I might rewatch She-Hulk just to kind of get into the Jen Walters of it all or or even before Daredevil Born Again. I feel like she almost has to make an appearance in that show. In Daredevil? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good guess that she'll at least make a couple of cameos but um you've never heard my opinion on daredevil in the mcu mm. and i think he sucks <laughs> really um what yeah I, uh, I don't think he sucks that's that took it a little far <clears throat> he like he's so talkative he talks more than he should and he smiles. But like Matt, I'm used to so like the Netflix show, which is 
now at the Disney Plus show. But he was like mm-hmm. this almost Batman-esque. You know, he was brooding and he didn't say a lot when he was in the whole thing. Even when he was just Matt, he didn't say a ton. So when he talked, you listened. So mm-hmm. I didn't like the I'm Batman. And they keep showing that on TikTok. And he doesn't say I'm Batman, but he goes, I'm Daredevil. I was like, he would yeah. never say that. That would never come out of his fucking mouth. And I just, I mean, maybe in the comics or whatever, but like for him to just be like, I'm Daredevil. I was like, no way. And I know She-Hulk is a whole nother thing, but like I've watched Matt fight a lot of powerful people and keep his, his hood or his mask or whatever on. But Jen walks up to him, grabs him, pulls his helmet off immediately. And I'm like, no, there's no way. There's no way. Oh, I, I, I got to argue on that one. No, that is 100% what would happen. You're no. talking about someone who has insane strength who can lift a literal like car with any without any effort with one hand. So it would make the most sense. There's no way he can fight her back and be able to like take control of that. No way. No way. Matt's fought Luke Cage, Power Man. Literal I don't think pow- Luke Cage can literal Power Man. He can. But also, yeah, I think Luke Cage is much he's closer. Strong in height and AF. He's not the size of the only a reason she was able to do it is because she clapped the thunderclap or whatever, and he he lost his his sound for a minute. I, I want you to put some respect on Daredevil's name. I honest. respect him, but honestly, no. I mean, also I, I, Kingpin. Well, he can't fight her. He cannot fight her. He can. He can maybe outmaneuver her, but he can't actually try and physically like take her down so that's why he was trying to do all these flips and jump around and all that yeah and you just had to get disoriented just, so it makes sense for, that for him to get unmasked that easily that quickly i was not a fan of that that kind of that hurt my heart a little as such Damn. a big daredevil fan um but anyways they drop him into this episode and he's just like a, a he's just a, a joke I feel like he's a, a meat. He's just a meat pile. She's like, I bang Matt Murdock. <laughs> and I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't loving the treatment of Matt Murdock. I also don't like the yellow and red suit, but that that's beyond that doesn't, that doesn't matter. That's just personal preference. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing I had to complain about? Oh, the other thing that I want to complain about, and this is just personal as well, is that she can't get, a date as Jen. Right. That's, that was a big, pretty big thing in the middle is like, no guy wanted to date Jen. They just wanted to date. She mm-hmm. And now she finally gets a date as Jen and it's a blind guy. And I feel like that's fucked up. <laughs> like you gotta be blind to want to date Jen Walters. I it just, that blow almost, that blows my mind. But anyways, I digress. I think there's a metaphor there because you know, what is beauty? Love is blind. And sometimes literally. Um, but also I think it's a sign of a lot of this show is, and that doesn't happen until pretty much episode nine where she can finally be okay with herself and just being Jen. Um, <clears throat> or kind of eight too, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you're trying to find love, I guess, or trying to find something you really desperately want, you kind of look for it in the wrong places. 
I'll give a metaphor like this. So like um, someone I know, they were talking about in college, like how they wanted to really go to the clubs all the time during the summer and try and meet like finally get a girlfriend or finally meet the person they're looking for, blah, 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 blah. And another one of our friends made a really good point saying, why are you going to do that? And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, that's where all the people our age are at. And that's where I meet the ladies. And he's like, well, that is not your scene. You don't enjoy that in general. So how are you going to be expect to like meet, quote unquote, the one at the place that you don't even like to go to or do? Because it most likely are the people who are there are the ones who do. So it's like, you got to think about it. If you're Jen Walters and you're looking just to finally like get someone who would accept you or something, Maybe she's looking for the wrong people and seeing the wrong people in the wrong areas. And also she has something very unique that not anyone other than like her cousin and some other superheroes kind of like Matt can relate to, especially in the law and uh, like practicing law and being a superhero. There are very not many people like that fit that criteria. So it made sense to me that like, okay, not only does she deserve a really good, awesome person to treat her well, she gets someone who could like actually relate to her and be a little sympathetic. And it made a lot of sense that it's Matt, not just because he's blind. I don't think that's what they're trying to say here. It's just because literally you have to ignore her and you can't be able to see her just like be okay with her. That, that's not the point. But I do hear you're saying like literally the only person who would like actually give her the time of day is a blind person. But also look at all the people she was around. All really shitty. And Josh was paid and fake. So he doesn't even count. <sighs> Tony, man, also, you should rewatch the series. I, I'm, I'm. I think it might I, change your opinion a little bit on some things because it kind of did for me. I was gonna say I might, but <laughs> let's be real. I'm not gonna do that. Um. So let's let's dive in a little bit here. So they're in Emil's, like his his uh, cult area, doing the party, and Jen just happens to go up there for some rest and relaxation. At that moment, Nikki finds out about, uh, Todd. Mm-hmm. And then she pays pug to be a bro and goes down there and she loses herself on reception. So everyone just ends up at the same place. Right. And that's when you start to realize that this clearly isn't how this is actually going to go. Mm-hmm. Like how come everybody's in the same place at the same time? Like that's not, that's not right. clearly like, come on. So she gets picked up by Emil so that he doesn't. Well, first of all, what did you think of Todd transforming into the Hulk? I hated it at the moment I saw it. Um, but real <laughs> quick, it, does Emil, is he, uh, is he on house arrest for his property? Is that one of his uh, conditions? I can't remember. I, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember either. I thought he got off. I thought he was just. Well, he has an ankle monitor, but I thought that was because it keeps him from transforming into the abomination. Yes, because Jen, Jen has one, too, at too. the beginning of the episode. Right. Maybe they do both two and one. Because um, that was my one thing. Is I was like, why is Intelligency at his place? How does he not know like who they are, what they do? But then again, if his rule is when he makes these guest speaker things, he just brings them into his own little like banquet hall or whatever um, because he's on house arrest. So that, that makes a little bit more sense. But going back to like feeling about Todd, I, like I said, I, I hated it. The moment he turned into like a green Hulk and everything, I was like expecting him to be red. And then he wasn't. I was like, I was okay. going to say, did you expect him to be red? But you, you, 
you did. Uh, I was expecting it. I would. I just like, didn't I think he was going to be green. Yeah. That's what. That's what I mean. Like I was like, okay, if he's turning the Hulk, this is our Red Hulk, apparently. And then he wasn't, and I was like, oh. And then he just he he just looks so stupid. That's why I was like, what is going on here? So I was really thankful that the whole crazy ass fourth wall rewrite with Kevin and everything happened because I was like, okay, this is better. If this is with the actual true intent, I would have been like, yo, Marvel, come on, you can do a little better. How did you feel about Mr. Tad? I was flabbergasted because, like I said, we, we did a podcast with two black nerds and you called it that Todd was going to be like this bad guy and yada. Mm. I was like, no, he was just a D bag. <laughs> that he went. She went on a date with. What does he matter? Then he came back again. And then he came back again, and I was like, "What the fuck am I missing here?" Like, I'm pretty good <laughs> at, at calling shit, but this show, I just, I wasn't expecting fucking leapfrog, and I wasn't uh, expecting uh, Todd, like Todd, to be a thing. Like, who the fuck is Todd? So, yeah, that was strange to say the least. Mm. Um, as far as his Hulk, I, I too was expecting him to not be green, mm-hmm. uh, probably red, if not red, the, the gray Hulk, that was original thing, mm-hmm. but he just turned into a big green bro Hulk. There's a, there's a, oh man, I'm a big avid fan of the Lego Marvel video games mm-hmm. and they give you a lot of characters, right? And there's like a bro Hulk. I can't remember his name. If is he actually like called bro Hulk in it? No, just no, like a bro? he's got a, he's got another name, but he's green and he's got like the bro faux Hawk kind of thing to the side. And he stands like a bro and, and he's like big and green, like the Hulk. I can't remember his name to save my life, but I'll find it. I was kind of expecting like a, a shout out to that guy. And I was like, hmm. Odd, odd to do this. Because sometimes in these shows, stuff you, you like, you know, stuff is going to happen because they'll give you a guy's name and you just know that that's that character. But I don't. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I'm going to cross over into the DC area. But I watched The Dark Knight for the first time opening night when it came out. and. I love Batman, but I'm not like a huge Batman guy, especially in 2008 when Dark Knight came out. So this Harvey Dent guy, I was like, oh, this guy's pretty, uh, pretty fucking wacky. and He's out there, man. He's, you know, he's fucking crazy. And then they turned him into Two-Face and I was like, holy shit, this guy's Two-Face. And anyone with half a fucking half a knowledge on Batman knows that Harvey Dent is Two-Face. But I didn't know that. So, like, sometimes they'll say, here's fucking Steve Rogers. And if you don't know who Steve Rogers is, you know, when he, when he turns out to be Captain America, you're like, oh, shit, that's Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know if, like, Todd the God or whatever the fuck his name is, <sighs> is, is a character in the Hulk comics. Because I'm not a comic guy, per se. Did you find Bro Hulk? I'm I'm looking, except it's kind of harder than I thought. Um, 
Is it from Lego Marvel Superheroes? Yeah. Uh, I th- I have a screenshot. I think I found. Does he almost look like a Frankenstein looking dude, or is this someone else? Not that I can think of. I don't know. There's also some still some hidden characters on this, so maybe not. Um, but you know, we were talking about this a little bit in the live stream. Uh, so the connections are kind of two potentials, and I think one is a little bit more probable now that we know that the leader is going to be taking place and uh, Captain America, New World Order, and everything. And this makes more sense. It's all about the super soldier serum still. Um, basically, the leader has a brother, and his brother can be an asshole and whatever. And his uh, name is like Philip something. And so the connection right there is that, okay, Todd, may, that might not actually be his first name, but his last name goes by Phillips or whatever. So maybe they're trying to connect to here. Maybe he's the leader's younger brother, and that could be how they uh, are connected. Or, which is my thing, I was saying like, okay, there's some comics where Doom has a son. He's, you know, Doom, very wealthy, owns a whole fucking country. So it makes a lot of sense where if Todd is actually his son, that's where all his money's coming from and everything. And there's more of that like Black Panther reference too with the him studying abroad in Wakanda and just being an overall D-bag. That makes sense. Um, but I mean, I don't really know if we're going to see Todd again. And if we do, I feel like the only way we see him is if he is related or at least involved with the leader. Um, Because, yeah, I don't really think this is going to be a character that needs to be around much longer now that we kind of see him just going to jail and all that. But I don't know. It could just be a, a rogues gallery of villains who are stuck in the raft or DODC at some point. It all just kind of depends in the future and what they have been planned. So, at the beginning of this episode, they have this really funny kind of montage of an intro that's very, very like 70s retro and everything. And it's totally a callback to uh, the Hulk series that had like Lou Frigno and everything in it. And I don't know if you recall, but there was like some promo images here and there way before She-Hulk released. And it had like uh, 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 Jen and Bruce just kind of standing in this weird kind of like plaid suit look and everything. And that's where it actually was coming from. It was coming from this little cool intro that they did. I thought that was pretty cool. Did you have any uh, feelings when you saw that or you're like, whoa, what's this? I just thought it was kind of like a cold open kind of deal. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to be a uh, whole thing. Um, I thought it was kind of funny. You know, just a... Right. You know, Jen Walters, blah, 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 got her blood. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, it was like the Lou Ferrigno stuff. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Another thing that was kind of funny in this episode, too, is how uh, Pug finally got to come back on the show a little bit more in the limelight. And uh, him just like being such a nice guy. Ah, gotcha. Um, Pug being such a nice guy where he can't even like, uh, say the like the the very sexist things that the other guys are saying in a little intelligentsia event where Nikki has to literally tell him like stuff over the airpod and all like that like yeah women awful am I right it's so silly um I kind of hope we get more pug in the future do you feel like there's any characters that kind of like stood out to you in the series that you're really hoping we get more of oh man pug not as much um If I had to move characters from this series to another, it would 
pretty much only be Jen, Matt, Hulk, the other guy that with Hulk. Mm-hmm. They will talk about. Um, if I had to pick another one, it would be like Nikki, obviously, and then that more than Pug, even that other lawyer lady. I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, it's with an M. I forget her name too. Actually. Melanie or something, Milan, Melania, something. Right. She was interesting and she was good. And I thought Jen had a crush on her for a little bit. Hmm. But interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't expect her to move along. Mm. If anything, you'll get like Nikki, but 100%. But then again, in a She-Hulk season two, you just, I feel like you're just going to get all of them. Yeah. With the whole, like, talk about, uh, like, Kevin shuts her down in that sequence, basically saying, oh, I'm going to be in a movie? He goes, no. And But they kept on saying, like, season two a few times. So it definitely sounds, safe to say, confirmed for getting a season two of this show, which I'm okay with, to be honest. I still expect her to show up in, like, a big team-up movie or anything that would require more heroes and everything, characters in the mix. But I don't really think she needs her own movie right now. And Jen? Yeah. No. God, no. Um, yeah, I'm not... I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. There wasn't like a huge story in this show. And... I said it yesterday on the live stream, but Jen talking to Kevin took everything that I've been saying for the last nine weeks. And she said, look, everybody's saying this and this and this, which everybody was me. And then she said, but they're wrong because this is what's happening. And this is, it doesn't have to go the way that you think it has to go. And I said, well, shit. (laughs) She's like, this is a story about how my life is falling apart. And I was like, well, shit. (laughs) Because like, it's a Marvel thing. You know, I'm thinking yeah. that, you know, she's going to fight Titania, who I also thought was fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, she's going to fight Titania and it's, you know, somebody stealing her blood and it's going to be the leader and, and stuff like that. And obviously that's the stuff you expect. And then when none of that happened, I was just like, no, I don't want to say I felt cheated, but it's like, you expect so much out of a Marvel property at this point that now when you don't get it, you're just like, what was the point of even watching that? And the, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not to get other stuff. You watch it because you're a fan of the characters. You know, you're not watching She-Hulk because you want to see Red Hulk. You're watching She-Hulk because you want to see She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And She-Hulk, to its credit, had a lot of She-Hulk in it versus certain uh, moon-based show didn't have a lot of the moon-based character in it. You know what I'm saying? You mm. feel you, you picking up what I'm putting down? I see what you're eclipsing. So, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure if I wasn't such a pain in the ass, it was a good She-Hulk show. But as far as giving her a movie, no, please don't do that. If you're going to give us, like, I feel like the movies have to be big deals, mm-hmm. which is why everybody was so let down by Thor Love and Thunder. I loved it. Don't get me wrong there. But 
everybody like they want this big epic thing now. Ever since Endgame, it's like anything that's not this big, big, big thing. They're like, that was just a waste of my time. Why did they even mm-hmm. make Black Widow a movie? Why did they even make in Eternals into a movie? Like that should have been a, a show. They could have done a show out of that. And yeah, they could have. But they also made a movie and it was, you know, all the movies have been pretty good. I have to rewatch Eternals so I can stop talking so much shit about it. But like I I just don't see this being a movie. I feel like it, like this was bred to be a show. Can they make a movie probably, but I feel like she's more of a TV show type character. Yeah, a lot of it definitely warrants more of the TV like the episodic format because I mean, if you try to like condense these nine episodes, really, let's just say this story, you still wanted to tell the same story, but you need to do it in like two and a half hours or two hours and whatever minutes, right? I don't think it goes well at all because it's like you really need to be able to just end some parts, end some starts, and just imagine literally go to a wedding in the middle out of nowhere, right? If it was a movie, that wouldn't happen. It would just be so disruptive and so strange. Um, so hopefully that maybe they take some good lessons from what worked, what didn't work for the season. And then when season two eventually happens, they kind of just keep going with it. But I, I don't know. The biggest thing here to take away is that we actually did get closure on why Bruce left and went to Sakaar. Personally, I thought they were going to keep that secret until, I don't know, like, Never reveal it until a movie or something That's the way down thing, the line. Man. It's wild. Even when, yeah. Even when she was talking to Kevin, he's like, Oh, well, Bruce was gonna explain. She goes, just save it for the movie. And I was like, Oh. Yeah. And then, unless I'm wrong, but I swear to God, that's what she said. But then the the time goes on, and she's at the dinner with her family and Matt. And then mm-hmm. he comes in anyway. And he's like, hey, guys, I just wanted to explain. I was like, they literally just said, save this for the movie. And then he brings out this kid with the worst hair possible. <laughs> I just really needed to get that through. But You're not alone. Like, that. That's like the number one criticism I've heard is like, who fucked up this guy's hairline? Like those barber memes like, hey, man, you, know, you know that know, one haircut? Yeah, I got you. Do you know what Scar looks like in the, or Scar in the, in the comics or just in, pop culture anyway like he's got long hair and he's like a barbarian he looks like like conan the barbarian but a hulk and for some reason he's got like a man bun but it's shaved in the front and i i, I did not get it at all. Half. <laughs> the only thing i could draw any sort of like reference to was he kind of looked like how they do the old school some samurai had their hair like pretty much shaved uh, up on top and then left it like that but it it just I don't think that's what they're going for um, like Yuri Prohaska for all of my UFC fans sure but yeah um, kind of super really excited about that you know I big time Hulk fan the MCU kind of ruined that but they have so much potential now to like Give us good Hulk stuff. That being said, have they worked out their stuff with Universal? Are they going to buy Hulk from Universal? What's going on? And we're going to find out. Well, that's what I'm wondering about, too, because, like, going back to when you said, like, uh, stay for the movie. And I'm trying to find the little clip right here about it because I'm, well, I'm kind of reading that in two ways. 
Um, is she saying, save it from the movie? Because he said, Kevin's trying to say that we're about to bring him out. We're, oh, we were going to announce blah, blah, blah. Ah, save it. I almost wonder if they're talking about the leader and saying they were going to bring the leader as like a post credit scene or reveal him in this episode. But she's like, uh, save it from the movie, which would be Captain America. That's what I kind of thought of. Um, but it could also, I mean, you're right. It could be inferred that they're talking about um, Scar showing up. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'm really trying to like find the, the pinpoint about it um, to get a better idea about like what seems more likely. Well, the one time I watched it, I, I just, it made it seem like there was another Hulk movie in the in the works but i could be completely Here. fucking wrong who knows okay so and bruce swooping down from little blah, blah, blah uh but bruce is supposed to return to explain what he was doing no no we don't need to hear any of that but we were going to introduce save from the movie yeah okay 100 percent. you're right it was it's scar that makes sense i missed the bruce part so that that's okay i'm because what I thought was going to happen was the leader was going to be the one who shows up at this cameo because he got revealed and announced at D23. And I thought they were going to just be cagey and hold out until whenever to tell us exactly why Bruce is leaving. Um, so that's why it's kind of interesting that it's the complete opposite. I, w- I was pleasantly surprised. And I was like, oh shit. Like the moment Hulk walked into that uh, backyard, little barbecue picnic thing, um, I knew I was like, oh shit. They're doing it. They're, they, they're going to show he has a son. Because I was like, why else would he just be back unless he was going to be like, hey, I brought tacos and be done. He was coming for a reason. Yeah, that, that probably would have been a little lame. Wild. Um, and also, Cousin Ched, still, I was wrong. He's not, he's not a Red Hulk. Yeah, there's no Ched Hulk. Yet. So, she broke so many walls in this in this episode. We keep coming back to the Kevin conversation, but it was just it was so great because she was like, mm-hmm. "I'm going to sit down," and he's like, "Why are you going to sit? Don't sit!" And like, and then finally she just sat down. And he goes, "Well, can you transform back into Jen? Yeah. You know, you're costing us too much money." And, and uh, he goes, but do it off camera because we sent our CG guys somewhere else. And she goes, what? And then it points over to Kevin and it points back at Jen just standing there. It goes, <laughs> you know, the little Black Panther. Little uh, yeah. I was, I was so that like I heard it the, the first time. Well, I only watched it once, but I heard it and I was like, yes, that is the funniest shit. It, it is very funny. I And I'm so bummed I didn't catch that until. Oh. Um, I like I read about that because I just I didn't have the volume loud enough to hear it since I was watching it like stupid time in the morning. That was my second. So that was my second favorite fourth wall break of the season. Also, once again, Jen is a person for the people. Got to give her credit for that. The whole uh, oh, and when uh, when are the X Men coming or when are the mutants coming? Then she does her little like stupid like tongue in cheek thumbs up to us. <laughs> fucking perfect i was like yeah. okay thank you for that that is funny as hell did kevin respond oh they're coming just just wait or something like that did he say anything she goes oh and when are we getting the x-men 
I cannot tell you that. Oh. Yeah, and then she goes, okay, back to Shield. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's funny. Like, that is, like, they, they 100% know what they're doing. But the fact that they're addressing it in this funny way, perfect. Which is why I'm glad it was Kevin, the robot, versus Kevin Feige. Because it's funnier of a delivery when it's from the bot versus Feige. And plus, honestly, let's be, like, I think the robot's more entertaining. Kevin Feige isn't an actor. Great presenter, great spokesman, master planner. He's the fucking watcher and eternity. But like, I don't think it would have been as funny as if it wasn't for literally she's talking to a, <laughs> Kevin's a robot. And it's a play on the algorithms because that's literally what ru- like rules our social media and our content and everything. So it, it made sense. <laughs> Ooh. So, um, yeah, I feel like we've broken it down pretty well. Yeah, the only thing that's left is uh so the the credit scene that we did get was taking a meal and putting him back in good old Kamatage because he's in uh DODC again. They put him in there because he fucking, you know, broke his uh his deal. But it's kind of funny that he's actually going seeking asylum now at Kamatage because once again, I give this credit to me. I rewatch. I was confused. I was like, why is he just going back to Comitage now? Uh, other than just like, but then I totally forgot um, when Wong was doing his testimony for the case of Emil Blonsky earlier in the season, he even mentions, he was like, oh yeah, I even offered him asylum at, uh, like in Nepal, but Emil declined it. So now it makes sense. Okay, Emil's like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. This ain't working anymore. I'm not doing this shit again. Uh, like, take me out, buddy. Um, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I, I didn't, I genuinely have no idea what Wong and, and, and Abomination are doing together. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think I, it's totally clear just yet. <laughs> it was weird during she, uh, Shang-Chi weird now for me. The, the thing that I got was when Wong came late and he's like, Oh, you're, you know, you were late again. He goes, yeah, I got stuck in another show or something like that. I think he said something like that. So do you think he's going to be in a uh, secret invasion? Mm. I feel like he doesn't fit in in secret evasion at all. Well, he's talking Are about gonna... TV. He was talking about a TV show, but uh, secret invasion though. I don't know. Now I kind of want to see He was talking about a a different TV show. He was like watching his TV. Yeah, because Emil goes, oh, you got sucked into another TV show, right? And Juan goes, we're really in the era, an era of peak TV. Oh, I apologize. In my mind, he said sucked into another show just was like a a call to like how he's been in every fucking show. Well, honestly, it could be a double sucked into another show. And he's like, yeah, I got sucked into Infinity or secret invasion over here or or uh what if i don't even know any shows that are coming any other shows that are coming to be honest with you you know i don't think that's too far off though i think you're i think that could be a, a little joke i mean literally all we're talking about is like fourth wall this fourth wall that meta this meta that so it is kind of funny um but i kind of want to see him in secret invasion now because if we're talking to any about like is could wong be a scroll right it makes sense to show him in Secret Invasion. Yeah. Probably Maybe not, but... Wong was a scroll. Yeah. 
as much as I am a proponent and will uh, fight and fight for Wang the Conqueror, him being a scroll is probably more <laughs> makes more sense. So that, that just makes me think. I don't trying to like make a timeline in my head, but I I genuinely don't know. Like the next time you were gonna see Abomination now would probably be Avengers Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars even. Like mm. I don't imagine him coming back for She Hulk season two, and I don't even know if that would be before all that stuff. Yeah, I I have to say, if we get a season two for the show, it's at least two years out because of the CGI and planning alone. Um, okay, so this, do you remember my theory about they might be doing Strange Academy or setting up for it? Yeah, but it's Wong Academy. Yeah, and this is what made me even feel more like confident in that. That's probable because this is another big character that's now going to Kamataj. So you have America Chavez, who's there. You have Wong, of course. We also have uh, Rintra, uh, Rintar. And then we also have now Emil Blonsky. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually get Ned over there because of his random ability in No Way Home. So it, it seems like there's, there's something brewing there. But weren't you talking about even a while ago that you think that Wong is really setting up the first version of uh, our 616 version of the Illuminati? Because if so, maybe this is just the, I, the the beginning of, you know, the new HQ or something, and that's why these people I did see a that. thing for the Illuminati being the smartest man in the world, the Sorcerer Supreme, the the Captain Marvel. I don't know where a meal would fit into that, because then you have like Wong. Bruce, um, Carol Danvers. I don't know who else would be in it. I don't know who like the Professor X would be, mm-hmm. or uh, or the Captain Carter would be either, other than Sam. But I don't, I don't see Sam being that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're even doing an Illuminati oh, type deal. Maybe, hmm? maybe Bruce. Well, Bruce is the smartest man in the world, right? Oh, I was thinking Reed. Reed Richards in that sense. Well, that's, Reed... That's point. Yeah, we don't have a Reed just yet, so I figured, like, as far as we know, Bruce Banner's the smartest man on our planet. And then our Sorcerer Supreme is Wong instead of uh, Mordo. Mm. And then who else do we have? Captain Marvel would be Danvers. And yeah, I'm not sure about the other guys. Maybe Namor? Down the road? Namor. Namor. <laughs> I guess it depends on how what kind of forever pans out. No way he dies. I'll put money down that he doesn't die in it, but... Um, Will you poop your pants? If he dies? Yeah. I might, uh, I might pee in the pool a little bit. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, The last thing I'll say about this credit scene, though, I was really hoping Madison was going to be, not even at least seen, but at least heard 
Like, Wong, come on, you're missing the best part. Wongers. That's what I was hoping for. I was like, please tell me they're still hanging out. I don't know, man. I ripped, dude. It's so silly, but like, I really like them together. It's just funny. And she's not obnoxious, right? She's cool. She's definitely obnoxious, but love her anyway. She is obnoxious, but not like the one where I see her. And it's like, I guess the best way to compare is she's not like a Jar Jar Binks equivalent. I don't mind Jar Jar for the record. Shout out Mr. Marvel's Minutes podcast. And the rest of Star Wars fandom who hates Jar Jar Binks. Oh, man. So, uh, Louie, any final thoughts on this, this show or even just this final episode? I mean, finally over. And the next show we're going to get is What If Season 2 in early 2022. Or early 2023. Correct. Um, this show, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not a big, not a big MCU show guy. Oh, I hate saying that, but mm-hmm. I feel like these shows, I just haven't, like, I really liked Loki and I really liked Hawkeye. And other than that, they haven't really been doing it for me. Like, I, I pretty, I liked Falcon Winter Soldier a lot. But like the WandaVision, um, Moon Knight, She Hulk, Miss Marvel, whatever else I'm fucking missing. I just ah WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She Hulk. That's all yeah. it shows. So I, I don't I like it's cool to get the content and have something to talk about and you know, you get a little bit of mar you know, you get a a pinch of Marvel every week, but I just, did I need this show? No, I didn't. Like, I don't know if you go back so many months, we talked about what we're most excited for in phase four. And I was really excited for this show. And I was really excited for the Eternals. And I was just like, Disappointed wow. by both. <laughs> well, I have you know, to revisit. Eternals. Yeah, and mm-hmm. be like, this is we ha- we should do an episode uh after Wakanda Forever is out. Um we should do an episode where we go back, take a look at our list of what we were most excited for, like you just said, and then how how do we feel now? That'd be that'd be kind of interesting, actually. Yeah. I think I said I was really excited for Eternals because it was all new characters. And we're getting a new story and, you know, kind of a, a, a more serious version of the Guardians of the Galaxy type deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I was wrong about that. I did not like that movie on first watch. So hopefully if I ever get a, a few hours to myself, I'll just turn it on and maybe I'll enjoy it better the second time. And as far as the shows, I was really excited for She-Hulk because, and I was really excited for Moon Knight. And I mm-hmm. just, I just, you know, Moon Knight, Moon Knight will forever be that show to me that just did that. All the action parts, cut them out. It was so, such a weird decision to make. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, You know, comparatively, because now this is the end of our shows that we've had for this year. So we have eight total streaming series that have been released since January 15th, 2021, which kicked off the WandaVision. So, 
I feel like you might be in agreement with me, but do you feel like last year's shows were much better compared to this year's shows then? So last year was Loki, WandaVision, out of order. WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye? Yeah, so there's five. So the difference is they had five versus three this year. Those shows were better. Right. Uh, What If was trash. What If is still the worst one. But I have those shows above all these other shows. Hmm. I'm trying to do it in my head real fast. Like, so if I were going to do a, li- a ranking right now, one division number one, number two is Hawkeye, three is Loki, four is oh, that's where it's kind of just anything is anything. I guess four is maybe the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then I go to Moon Knight as five. No, I'm going to put She Hulk at number five, six for Moon Knight, seven for Miss Marvel, then eight for. What if? See, I'm at, I, you know, jumble it up, but it's about the same. You know, Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. Just depends on your feeling, right? Wand, WandaVision, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, what if? Mm-hmm. But so, I, yeah, I mean, I also got Werewolf by Night, but that's not a show. So I didn't. I'm excluding that. And same thing, I'm excluding Galaxy, uh, or Garden of the Galaxy holiday special that comes out this holiday season. Um, but really, it's What If Season 2 is coming out, which I guess is actually still slated for 2022. That can't be right. Maybe we get like a, the last couple of weeks of December and then it goes into January and shit. Um, but I digress. The real shows that aren't animated is going to be Secret Invasion, which is in spring of next year. Then we have Echo, and Loki season two are on track to release in summer of next year. Heard Echo had to do some pauses and stuff. So I think Echo might get delayed. Um, maybe a fall of 2023. And then Ironheart is 2023. So that's the shows we got next year. Ironheart, Loki season two, Echo, Secret Invasion, and potentially Marvel uh, Zombies. Actually, that might actually be in there too. Yeah, Zombies is uh, animated, right? Yeah, and I heard it's only going to be four episodes, but it's it's TVMA. They're going they're going brutal with it. It's weird, four episodes. Yeah, so I'm wondering either if they're let's say they're 30 minutes on average, right? That puts you at two hours of time, which okay, basically a movie, four part movie. All right, I have to say this. Okay, I'm changing the subject. Do you have anything else to say about the subject? I was just going to say uh, next year's slate of streaming series seems very, very uh, high potential. Just looking at it, Secret Invasion, Echo, we have more Daredevil and Echo, Loki, that's highly anticipated, Ironheart. I think, it, I think it'd be really good. Ironheart is one I feel like could potentially miss the mark depending on how the story is, but that's all I got. Did you see... I keep seeing that they've confirmed a Mephisto actor and he's coming in Ironheart. Did you see this? The only Mephisto stuff I've been seeing is the action figure that people are like, oh my God, it's a scene. We're getting him in the MCO. No, it's a fucking action figure. And it's totally just because it has Marvel doesn't mean it's a movie. But Mephisto actor? Okay, I'm looking it up. So, so, so which, do a brain dump. It's, pro- it's probably wrong. 
because I see lots of wrong stuff, but I keep seeing that Sasha Baron Cohen is going to play Mephisto in Ironheart and House of Harkness. This came out seven hours ago. Oh, there's a lot of rumors. About him, right? Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah. and some of these Fucking Ollie fights. G in the house or Borat or whoever you want to call. Yeah, there's some sites on here that are very not consistent, but then there are some that are somewhat like comicbook.com. Who who broke this is what I want to know. Was it the Diz Insider? Who had the top? Who, who said this first? Interesting. So how do you feel about that? Sasha Baron Cohen. Terrible. I feel terrible about it. <laughs> you want to feel even worse? Sure. This is why I know leaks and rumors cannot be trusted right now. And I have a theory that I'll get to in just a second. I can't remember when I said in that four-hour stream last night, but I'm thinking about it more and more lately. So one of the the Marvel Studios spoilers leaks that I saw was for like who's potentially in the final runnings for the cast of Fantastic Four. I'm not going to go through it all from what I remember, but Sasha Baron Cohen, or am I saying his name right? Cohen, yeah. Cohen. He's rumored to be the thing. Okay. Yeah. No fucking way. Um, but if he is something in the Marvel universe, Mephisto? I'm not I'm not not opposed, I guess. It's I could I could see him being a devil. But uh, all I as soon as I like I, I think about it, I just imagine a mix of uh Frenchie or whatever his name was from Ricky Bobby mixed with uh Borat is being our Mephisto. And that sounds awful. Mephisto's the devil himself. And he's like this goofy dude, right? He's like a fucking goofball, funny comedian actor. And I feel like that's not who the devil should be. I will say, Honestly, though, he, is, he can be a very good serious actor. He can be. The best role for him in my mind is unfortunate because it's already perfectly cast. And that would be like a Deadpool. Interesting. Like, I think he'd be Hmm. like fucking around and, and being an ass and everything. That's just his like bread and butter, you know, just being a fucking annoying dude. Mm -hmm. And that's who Deadpool is. But Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. There's no arguing that. So if you can find a Deadpool-like character, I guess, he would be okay. But I, I don't know about him playing Mephisto, especially since we're all so excited for Mephisto. For them to be like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking Borat. Goddamn Bruno or the Ollie G in the house. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um. I went down the rabbit hole further. Apparently this person who like confirmed the leak or some shit was saying, fun fact, they wanted Giancarlo Esposito for the role. He turned it down. down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to see Esposito playing another fucking villain role. He does it well. He's great, but he can be a hero. That's why I'm actually okay with like, if they make him Professor X for the MCU, 
I don't know how they explain it, but I would honestly like to see it because sometimes Professor X does have a dark side because he thinks he knows everything. But at least it would be nice to see him in like a like a good person role. And that's why like I see this, I'm just like, I just see this as a bunch of bullshit. I kind of hope it is. Did I cut you off? I feel like I interrupted yeah. you on my little... No, no, no. First. I just... Who knows? Who knows what we're going to do? Now I'm wondering, how does... I, I, I don't know anything about Ironheart other than I know that is about technology versus magic in the show because they have like the... Uh, the Red Hood or whatever the character is supposed to be the antagonist in that show from what I read. But, oh, Ramo, Anthony Ramos has the hood. I say the Red Hood is... A Batman villain. <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, that's not right. Um, <laughs> I, I just, out of all the places for Mephisto to show up, I don't, I would not expect it to be Ironheart. But also, I'm the one who has been saying when we get him, he's going to be in the weirdest spot and make no sense because you don't, they probably don't want you to see it coming. So it also does kind of like not surprise me that he could potentially show up in Ironheart, but I just, I don't know. That'd be weird. I should have brought it up yesterday and let you guys go to work, but I forgot. So no, it's okay. Interesting. All right, Interesting. let's uh, let's wrap this let's wrap this big boy up in a in a nice bow for our our good friends. I want to give a little shout out to uh, to Ocampo Customs himself, Dan. He is a, an avid listener, and I think he's the fucking best. Also. Uh, Kaj Wills, my friend Connor, he listens all the time and he texts me about all the episodes. I think he's cool as hell too. He told me the episode we did with Tom was off the fucking chain. He didn't use the terminology, but let's go with it. So a little shout out to them. And uh, during the live stream yesterday, you said you had some Star Wars trivia and you wanted to hit me with it, but I had to leave abruptly. So let's uh let's hear it, Devin. What do you got for me? Well, I got a I got one I'll do for you. And then you ask me an Anakin question, I'm gonna flip this desk. <laughs> Keep the younglings away. Let's do something easy. What color? Lightsaber. Purple. Different question. No, <laughs> was that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I Damn did think it. about it at first. That's made me think about Mace Windu. Because there's only one who has a purple lightsaber. Um, what well, lightsaber You can color? ask the question. It's fine. No, I'll, I, I'm going to do it. Uh, what color lightsaber does Ray have at the very end of The Rise of Skywalker? So Ray has... Her lightsaber is green. And then it turns blue. Does she end with a blue one? Blue. Final no. answer. Fuck. So red. she has a blue. She's part of the dark side. It's fucking red. She does have a weird, like, dark side, I don't know, phenomenon that happens where she sees, like, an evil Sith version of herself with some weird ass alligator teeth and has a double sided red lightsaber, which would have been pretty fucking cool if it actually was real. Um, but no, she had a blue lightsaber the whole trilogy because um, it was yeah. Luke Skywalker's saber. But the when she finally turns her staff into becoming a lightsaber, which I should have fucking done before the movie Yellow. ended. 
It's yeah, it's like that yellow color. Fuck. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, you you guessed it. You're like change this to change that. Pretty good. So Kylo Ren has a a lightsaber that doesn't work. It's not supposed to work or whatever. That's why it's got the two little beams coming out the side. Uh, it's supposed looks to like be, a sword. Yeah, it looks supposed to like a sword because that's actually, I guess, pulled from inspiration of old, 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 old generations of just Sith and Jedi, I guess, who actually had the the actual so, sword-looking saber. His is red. And then some stuff happens. He kills his dad. Some more stuff happens. He joins Ray and his turns blue. The reason why it's blue one. Blue. Uh, the reason why it's blue is because Ray digs up into, uh, his, his mother, Leia Organa, um, yeah. Luke's sister. Um, he, she digs up her saber and it's also blue. And so she has both Luke's saber and Leia's saber. Um, during the final battle with Palpatine and the Knights of Ren and shit. And basically he uh he gets one of the sabers. And so that's why it's blue. But that like he signifies his... him being a good guy now, right? Yeah, because he's no longer Kylo Ren at that point. He's Ben, Ben Solo. And ben he took Sol- his red yeah. saber and he chucked it into like a an ocean um beforehand. Uh, just so like Harry did why. with the Elder Wand. Rest in peace, Rubeus Hagrid. Yeah, man. That one hit. That one hit hard. For those who don't know, but uh, Alyssa and I, we named our dog after Hagrid. So it, it like, it hit a little bit. So uh, rest in peace, Robbie Coltrane. The last thing I do want to do, because we haven't done this in a long time, uh, because I've been busy AF, we got some trivia shout outs. And then we can actually get the heck out of here. So how about we do a quick shout out? Oh, shit. Let me... I haven't I haven't done anything I got you, because I'm I'm the worst you're I'm not the, the worst. worst podcast host possible. I, think. I got you. I got you. So Louie, the question was, which of the following is not one of Peter Parker's rules to surviving the zombie apocalypse? And oh yeah, what if I got zombies? it wrong because who gives a shit <laughs> I knew about what if zombies? The answer was even on there, and I still got it wrong because I'm an idiot. So, the possible answers was stay quiet, maintain proper hygiene, cover your skin, or always aim for the head. And the correct answer that was not one of the rules was shh, quiet. Stay quiet. I said always aim for the head because that was a very Thor thing and I just didn't think that that was a part of it. Yeah, this kind of was a tough one. It kind of was. It was wrong. So let's give shout-outs. I'll, I'll go first. We'll shout-out uh, Puffy Tortilla, who I haven't seen in a while. Uh, nerdy Maybe boys. that's just because I haven't been paying attention. Uh, T-Simps 15. Kill him 112. NYC A9. Then Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Samantha Saurus. Pixie Dust, Sammy. And some guy named Tom. Just kidding. Tommy Boy 24. Tom Sides of the Two Sides of the Story podcast. And while we're shouting out a podcast too. So last we'll say about the the whole 
for a four hour live stream. Go check it out on our YouTube channel. Look in the show notes. Um, just want to give a shout out to all the awesome podcasters who hung out and literally it was a game of uh, musical chairs because one person would leave then one person would show up at the exact same time. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just keep staying. I'll just, I'll just stay glued to a chair for four hours. Um, my legs are still numb. Not really. But shout out to Michael from the Star Wars podcast who answered my call of just saying, uh, hey guys, I'm just going to chat, do anything because I'm bored and I got nothing to do tonight. So he said, hey, I'll hang out. So shout out to you. Go check out Star Wars podcast. Also got good old Lee from Lights, Camera, Rant all the way from Australia who hung out for us a little bit in his morning time when it was our nighttime. So go check out his podcast and him. Awesome dude. And then we also had Louie, of course. But then we also had a surprise uh, appearance from uh, Kyle from the good old Nerd Dose podcast. So we just had the episode eight review of She-Hulk with. Go check him out. And then, of course, Tommy Boy from Two Sides of Story and Mr. Marvel's Minutes. And that was the night. I'm thinking in my head. Yes, that that was everyone. <laughs> and if you uh, watch any of the stream, appreciate it. It was a fun time. And we literally just talked about anything and everything. Not all was Marvels too. So we might do this like once a month or something. And it only was make mostly it on... not Marvel. Let's be honest here. It, it took an hour just Marvel. to finally get into She-Hulk. It was like something else and something else. And you know what? I'm, I was we here talked for about, it. At least when I was there, it was a lot of Avatar, Top Gun. We did a whole Black Adam section. Lee from the Lights Camera Rant hates The Rock, hates him. And uh, yeah. And turns out Louis has not seen any Marvel movies. I have not seen any Star Wars films. Or Top Gun. Or Top Gun. Or Avatar. Well, (laughs) this has been Earth 894, a Marvel podcast. And so we are halfway through October at this point. And so we just want to thank everyone for listening to all the She-Hulk episodes. It's been a blast having all the guests on and looking forward to seeing and talking about some other things. We got Wakanda Forever coming out in a few short weeks. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I am very, very excited for. And then we're going to be talking with some guests that be making their first time on the show and some other fun stuff. So definitely excited to bring you guys some cool content that isn't just a show review. Uh, so make sure you are guys are subscribed to the podcast so you can get those episodes as soon as they drop. We're on every podcast player known to man, including a goddamn ColecoVision at this point. Um, what would help us tremendously? And we mean it when we say it. Give us a review. We'd really appreciate it because when you give us a little review, it takes only a couple seconds. If you're on Spotify, just give us some stars that you feel are appropriate. If you're on five Apple stars, podcast, do it on there too. Five. If it's not five, tell us why it's not five. Is it because we ramble too much? Well, then give us less stars because we're not going to stop doing that. (laughs) But you can comment why you gave us that review on Apple Podcasts. And you know what? If it's an awesome review or if it's even a good one that's very constructive, we will recognize it. We respect your ideas, guys, and your feedback. We'll read it on the air. We'll do it. And uh, we won't call you out in the worst way possible unless you say, I smell like hot dog water. Then fuck you. But it's okay. Um, but the last thing, and this is the thing you need to be making sure you guys are following us on TikTok and Instagram and everything at Earth Eight Nine Four Podcast. We have some Halloween merchandise, some merchandise that's on our store right now. 
You can check it out by going to our link for it in the show notes in this episode, or even just go to earth894.com slash, or earth894podcast.com slash store, and you'll see it all there. But Louie, holy cow, we got some cool uh, Halloween designs made by Emily, and I can't wait to see them on a hoodie, on a t-shirt, on a mug, on a goddamn crew neck. Very sinister and spooky. So go check out new merch and uh, get yourself something nice. There we go. <laughs> well, Louis, the last thing I'm going to actually say now, glad to be just the two of us. I missed you, buddy. We can make it if we try, Dad. And damn will we succeed. At least try to. All right, guys. Have a good, good night. night. Thank you for listening to us. By the way, we're getting Wolverine! You ask me an Anakin question, I'm going to flip this desk.